0: Hello and welcome to State of Crime. One state, two murders, lots of crime. This week, we're doing our second murder for the lovely state of South Dakota.
1: Hi. Hi, Kaylin. So today, we are going to talk about Joshua Gilchrist. Now, when I first read about this, it kind of blew my mind. Child killers in general blow my mind. See, I have, this is the thing, like, I get so emotional
0: and freaked out by child murders. Like, I don't think I'll ever cover one just because I don't think I can get through it. Well, it's so, so horrific.
1: I guess I should have worded that differently. Yeah. Children that kill.
0: Oh, well, that's also, like, equally creepy to me. It I does. Don't know. It kind
1: of creeps me out because yeah. then I, like, think about my four-year-old, like, stabbing yeah. me in the middle of the night. <laughs> but. As we all do. <laughs> um, But children that kill just fascinating mm-hmm. because it's just as adults you can kind of understand not fully understand mm-hmm. but you can kind of get like the psychology and stuff of that but like and people have the argument nature versus nurture as, right. you, as a child
0: yeah although okay this this is going to sound so horrible but as you're sitting here talking about this you know my little brain is just spinning and i'm starting to think about how we talk about frontal lobe development and you know that's what allows us not to act on every impulse in a way it's almost more unusual that it doesn't happen more often given, given that we talk about impulsivity and not thinking about the consequences of your actions and that those are things we associate with childhood. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, that's a really interesting point about, I don't know, like how unusual is it for a human to kill?
1: Yeah. I mean, that. fair point. Yeah. Now my brain hurts. So we will start on Friday, January 26th okay. of 2007. It is about 5.45 in the morning, and the Huron Police Department gets a 911 call from a young girl. Okay. She is asking for officers in an ambulance because her brother is attacking family members. Oh my gosh. The police arrive about 45 minutes later. Unlike... Monday's episode (laughs) where it took them 45 minutes to get there. Again, they were out in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) Give them some credit. 20-mile drive. So it took them about 45 minutes to get there to the home of John and Betty Gilchrist and their children, 14-year-old Rebecca, who was the one who called the police, 15-year-old Joshua, and a 15-year-old exchange student, Danil. Okay. Now, when police arrived, the 14-year-old Rebecca answered the door she was covered in blood and screaming hysterically. Okay. She was yelling that her brother was trying to kill her mom. Okay. Police Captain Daniel Martek mm-hmm. t- with Rebecca into the kitchen. Which this to me is a little strange that you take the victim back into the house where the killer is at. Yeah, I think so too. That is a, stra- it's a, it's a so it's so I mean this is right after they've arrived. Right? Yeah. Uh, the captain takes her inside with him. That does seem weird. It's, it's a little strange to me, but he took her towards the kitchen when he heard screaming and he turns around and he sees Joshua run right past them towards the front door. Okay. And in his hands, above his head, he has a sword. So points for creativity. Like <laughs> from tip to end of handle, they said it was about three feet. Oh my gosh. So like a sword. Yeah. And wow. he had it held above his head, and he's just running down the hallway. He ran out the front door and attacked Officer Kite, who was one of the other officers who had arrived on scene. Okay. He swung the sword downward, and for defensive, the officer put his arm up, trying to shield himself right. from this sword. And he was struck mul- multiple times on the left arm. Okay. And So did these police just
0: enter the house without weapons drawn? I mean, it sounds like they just walked in like, hi, everybody.
1: Like, <laughs> grab this poor, traumatized 14-year-old.
0: Let's go watch and see what's
1: happening. That is exactly murder. what it sounded like when I was reading it. Oh. captain walks in with the girl who called the cops. Right. The other three cops are still outside. She's yelling that this kid's trying to kill their mom, but they're just like, all right, let's go find him. Like, okay. This is strange. Okay. So... Officer Kite gets struck multiple times on his left arm and shoulder while he's trying to defend himself, and at the same time he's also trying to back down the porch steps. Okay. He's also trying to draw his weapon. Okay, so yeah, it's he's trying. <laughs> <laughs> and and and
0: two, we're looking at these things afterwards. Yes. Do you know what I mean? And hindsight's twenty twenty. So I can, I can imagine that. The chaos of the moment. This is all happening very quickly to yes. this poor guy. So we're not going to make fun of him. But
1: So Officer Kite manages to fire a single shot. Okay. And as that happens, he feels a jolt to his body <gasps> and then falls back backward onto the ground. So I hate to laugh at this because these officers are trying their best. <laughs> but <laughs> when... When Officer Kite was trying to to back away, yes, and Joshua's attacking him with a sword, another officer behind him tries to tase Joshua. Oh, no. And the tasers have the two prongs. Yes. One hit Joshua. Okay, good. The other went into the officer. Oh, gosh. And so can it still electrocute you with just one? The flow of electricity has to connect. Okay. So they didn't get electrocuted until that sword hit his arm. Oh my god! When everything connected, <laughs> so that completely... <laughs> okay, that's horrible,
0: but historical at the same yes. time.
1: Yes. Okay. They both get tased. Mm-hmm. So at this time, there's four officers. You've got the chief inside, right? Officer Kite, who was being attacked, mm-hmm. the officer who. Okay. They didn't name him. Taser. The officer Taser. T- the one who tasted okay. them. And then we have a fourth officer, Officer officer Schlater. Okay. He was approaching on the scene, so he was the last one to arrive. Okay. He saw Officer Kite on the ground, and Joshua was continuing to attack him even after being tased, probably yes. only about half.
0: Although poor Kaiser's on the ground. So. Yes. Or Kite, right?
1: Kite. Kite. Yeah, so he... Shot at Joshua four times. Okay. This fourth arriving officer. Oh my gosh. At least someone's like on point. There he you gets go. there and he starts yes. shooting. So he was shot at four times. He was hit twice and then tased again. Oh my gosh. And he still tried to get back up. So of the four shots, he was only shot twice. Let me ask was he on drugs? They never said anything about drugs. Okay. It wow. was never mentioned. But I can't imagine you get, like, half a tase, two gunshots, and another taser, and and you're you're still still going. I mean, adrenaline's a tricky thing. That's true, too. But, wow. So, he tried to get back up with his sword. Okay. And so, now at 5.58 a.m., ambulance arrives. So, Rebecca tells police that she woke up hearing Joshua outside their mother's door. Okay. Okay. So that's what
0: started her yes. involvement.
1: So to paint a picture, Rebecca and her mother's room, or her parents' room, because her, her mother's still married, their dad, John. Okay. He was not home. Okay. It, strangely, it's almost 5 o'clock in the morning, and it was never clearly said where he was.
0: Maybe he worked nights or something. It, I don't
1: think it was important at the time because they know what happened. Right. So the parents and Rebecca were on the... Upper floor. Okay. And then Joshua and the foreign exchange student Daniel, their rooms were in the basement.
0: Okay. So is it just two levels or three total? Do you know? I
1: believe it's three. Okay, so the basement, ground floor, upstairs bedrooms. Okay. I believe that is how it how it's set up. So she hears Joshua outside his mother's door screaming. Mm -hmm. She opens the door and she sees Joshua chasing their mother. Down the stairs into the basement, and she watched him stab her mother with this three-foot sword. Oh my gosh! She brave fourteen-year-old girl. She jumps on his back oh and Jesus. is trying to get the sword away from him. Adrenaline, yes, because yeah. she's mom, grabbing right? at the sword on oh, the blade of the sword, oh, honey. which is where all the blood comes from. Okay. When the cops get there, if right. she because it says she's, she's covered. covered in blood, so. She jumped, on, she jumped on him and tried to take the sword from him. And during this, they're in the basement. So this wakes up for an exchange student, Daniil. And he comes out and he pushes Joshua and grabbed Rebecca and tries to get her upstairs. Okay. So we have heroes
0: on scene yes. from the get-go.
1: Yes. And they're both running upstairs trying to get out of the house through the garage. And... They get separated because Joshua is chasing them. Right. So Rebecca continues upstairs Uh and Daniil gets chased into the garage by Joshua. Oh no. Now Daniil opens the garage and then closes it and he is being chased and attacked by Joshua and manages as it's coming down to movie-style roll under it.
0: Way to go, Danielle! Daniil.
1: As it closes. So, thank goodness they had yes. this out-of-date garage door. Yes. Okay. So, he didn't get away unscathed. Mm. He was stabbed in the chest. Mm. While they were in the garage fighting, before he managed to get out, Rebecca ran to, I'm assuming her parents' bedroom, okay. to try to load a shotgun. Oh, wow. Because she is just not having it. Yeah. But at this point, she grabbed a sword with her hands, and her hands are too messed up to be loading a shotgun. Right. So she just decided to call 911. (laughs) Can't load the shotgun. I'll just call the cops. So Betty Gilchrist was the mother of Rebecca and Joshua, and she had been stabbed once in the left breast, puncturing her left lung, once in the right breast, puncturing her right lung, I'm just trying to think, too, because a three-foot
0: sword, that's very difficult to stab somebody. Do you know what I mean? Because of yes. the position. Oh, this is just horrific.
1: So what I picture would happen is he somehow got her on the ground and yes. he was just stabbing yes. at her. Yeah. So she was stabbed in the left breast, the right breast. She was stabbed twice in the front of the neck. Ugh. Her right carotid artery had been completely severed. Oh. And the second neck wound struck her trachea and esophagus. So he killed her. This is overkill. Yes. For sure. She had been stabbed in the shoulder and the bicep. Mm. And she had multiple defense wounds on her hands and arms. So she tried. Mm-hmm. Good well, for her. Yeah. She also had post-mortem wounds to her face and chest. So way overkill because right. she was dead and he was still going. Going now joshua
0: mm-hmm.
1: he had been shot at a total of five times okay he was hit by three of the five bullets the first went through his abdomen below his rib cage and through his liver and Ooh. out his back
0: okay that's a bad wound because yes. liver wounds will kill you quickly yes
1: the second mm-hmm. bullet went in into his left side mm-hmm. going downward okay and it hit his left lung his left ventricle, his diaphragm, his liver, his stomach, and his kidney. Did he survive? No. That was his fatal shot. All right. That was the shot that killed him. Wow. And then the third bullet hit and went through his right shoulder. Didn't hit anything vital. It just went through his right shoulder. Another bullet passed through his sweatpants and underwear, but did not hit him. Oh, my. His underwear and didn't hit him? Yes. Wow. Yes. That's... (laughs) That's crazy. They're in South Dakota. This is January. Okay. It's cold. It's probably snowing. So Officer Kite was wearing a heavy winter jacket. So the blade never actually cut him. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Also, they said that due to all of the commotion that had happened, a three-foot sword is a hard weapon to deal with. Yes. The tip of it had been bent. Okay. So that made it hard for the slicing motions to do anything. Yes. Re- uh, Daniel and Rebecca were both taken to the hospital and treated for their wounds and they both survived. Thank goodness. And so I already said that John uh-huh. Gilchrist, the father was not home at the time of the attack. All four officers were put on administrative leave. Yeah. Which is standard procedure, yes, right? Pending I mean, investigation. Right. Um, which is totally standard. Mm-hmm. And because everybody who fired a gun mm-hmm. gets investigated, that's right. just how the police work. Um, they were all cleared.
0: Of course. I think this was pretty cut and dried. Yes. yes.
1: Because everybody was there when most of okay. it was happening. So do they know why he did this? No. To this no day, there's one, no motive. No one knows why. There hadn't been a family fight. I mean, had he been like a troubled kid? Did he have... The only thing that was like talked about was that he enjoyed collecting weapons.
0: But I mean, so do lots of people. That's, exactly. That's it though.
1: That's it. There no was violence. No... no... Also, that poor, poor exchange student. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? You're coming to America to, like, get this experience yes. and go to school and live with this family. And next thing you know, this, this kid who was the same age as you is killing His everyone. And stabbing you with a sword. Exactly. Like, that is not what you signed
0: up for. No. You poor child. We shoot you in America. We don't stab you with swords. (laughs) Sorry, bad joke. But that is just absolutely horrific and fascinating. And I want to know
1: why. Yeah, but we never will because he's dead now.
0: Keep a journal, people. It's important. So definitely. Yeah. Wow. So South Dakota.
1: Full of some crazies. Small
0: population, but... (laughs) some crazy things (laughs) happen there. So, all right, next week we will be looking at another South, South Carolina, South Carolina. Thanks for listening.